Welcome back to Happy Chemicals. I'm your host, Christian Rivera, and uh, today I want to talk about a couple things. First of all, this podcast is evolving a little bit. I'm going to be talking more about creativity. My wife is going to be on the podcast more, as you've heard in the previous podcast. And we're both working on expanding our knowledge to talk about our creative experience and sometimes how that relates to like mental health and life management and spirituality and uh, keeping balanced and stuff because creativity is ultimately an emergent process. We're allowing things to combine to create new things typically, right? So creativity is going to be a complicated topic to talk about in various forms and we will cover that as we go along. But today I came across, there's a YouTube channel called Big Think, and they posted a video today about doubling your creativity. And I thought it was really interesting to think about this idea that when history, at times in history, when everything got pretty overwhelming, there was a thing called a commonplace book that people would start to have, where they would start to log their experiences into their commonplace book. You would think of it as a journal, but in a sense, it's a place to distill information, uh, to capture experiences, organize them, distill them, and then express them. He uses the word code as a acronym, C-O-D-E, capture, organize, distill, and express. And that's what I feel like I do on my Substack. That's what I do here on the podcast. I think it's something that we could do personally, though. We don't necessarily need to do that uh, publicly. But he also talks about our brains being like RAM, random access memory, and that every night it gets organized, distilled, and wiped. And in a sense, being able to capture our long-term feelings and thoughts and experiences and expressions are a way for us to put those things out into the world and not to tax our brain so much. So that's been something for me personally that's been really helpful is identifying the areas where I don't need to hold information. So writing things down more, writing down lists, uh, organizing my projects and materials externally so I don't have to hold them in my brain. And there's a lot of facts like what's different about today is that we have Google whereas back in the day you got to hold stuff even for me as an introverted thinking person as an INTP in the Myers-Briggs system uh you know I hold a lot of information that's just what I do but I don't need to hold every bit of information all the time uh frankly you know sometimes it makes it less interesting to talk about at parties and stuff but that can be something to hold for can have like little bits of trivia and stuff for that specific purpose. But for the most part, you don't need to hold everything. You can look it up, right? And now with AI coming in, there's even more knowledge that we don't necessarily need to hold within our minds that we can pull up from something like chat GPT. So it's getting interesting to have much more complex tools to be able to not have to use our brain for every little thing, which frees us up for creative consolidation of what we're experiencing. Like everything's moving towards the idea of humans being more of a creative species. I mean, that's what we do. We create literally with reproduction, but then we have been drawing on cave walls since early man, 
right? And being able to create universes in our minds and then reproduce them in the external world. That's just what we do. We've always done that. So to get closer to doing that more and more, we create external tools and systems to not only manage our lives, to manage our, uh, you know, our well-being and such, but then things that enable us to be more creative, to get out of the hamster wheel of making money and social media content and all of that stuff so that we can just purely express and create, capture, organize, distill, and express. So it's really interesting to think about, and this is part of why I want to talk about creativity more on this podcast is because ultimately I feel like that's what we're getting towards. A lot of depression and mental health, which I've talked about on this podcast endlessly, has been about uh, not having places to express yourself, not being heard, not having your story being able to be told, not having someone to listen to you, not having someone being able to give you good advice, not having ways to connect and express. One of the reasons that I've also started to go into this creativity territory is because I realized that as a sexual dominant in the Enneagram, which is one of the instincts, sexual, social, or self-preservation, that I lead with, with one-to-one energy or sexual energy, which means co-creative energy, or you're kind of, uh, you know, you and your partner against the world kind of thing. And I've always been like that. I've had a best friend or I've had a partner or, you know, I've always, I felt like I've navigated the world in pairs and that's why Molly's going to come onto this podcast more often too, to be able to express some of that. But I realized for me, a lot of that sexual energy has translated into literally sexual energy and it doesn't need to be that actually what I'm seeking is creativity, creative collaboration, creative partnerships, creative opportunity to work with someone, to vibe with them and bond with them, to figure out how we can entangle and create something interesting, right? When you put two energies together, it creates an all chemical response that creates emergence. It creates new life. I mean, when you, when two people literally come together and create new life, they are creating something that is different than themselves. Like there are genetic aspects, but combined together, this is a whole new person. This is a whole new experience. And sure, that person can be categorized in uh, personality systems and things like that, or ways of understanding development and things, but they are a whole new being. They're a whole new presence. They're something that the world has never experienced before. And that's ultimately what creativity is, trying to bring stuff together that the world has never experienced together before. So this idea of of bringing together uh, your emotional experiences, your expression, codifying, uh, uh, capturing, organizing, distilling, and expressing is in this commonplace book of sorts, whatever that means. Again, like I feel like my commonplace book has been this podcast but also on my Substack and other places that it's necessary that with the overwhelm of experiences and information that we go through that process and we let those things go in a way that is a process of letting go. And in the letting go in the release is when creativity is formed 
because expressing doesn't necessarily just mean writing, you know, expressing can mean, oh, this is something I need to paint, or this is something I need to make music around, or this is something I need to create some sort of, um, dance routine or art around essentially in, in generational theory, there is the artist generation, which right now is Gen Z. Previously, it was the silent generation. And Generation Z is making a lot of art because they are in a place and time where there is so much information, there's so much culture that they have walked in on that now the only way that they could possibly do anything with it, like it's just an impulse to have to express because it's so overwhelming. It's just so much. And if you've grown up in a time period before this one, that you have experienced a time when it was not as overloaded as it is now, you know, saying you grew up in the 90s or 80s, that you know that every single moment of your life wasn't filled with inputting. But now we are in a time period where it is possible to overload your brain inputting constantly just input, 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 right? On your phone, emails, Twitter, Instagram, uh, podcasts, YouTube videos, information that you're just curious about and searching. It's just, just rampant, incessive, <laughs> incessant uh, amounts of information to be able to take in, not to mention art. And the other side of that is if you're needing to, if you're taking in, then you need to output. So in my email list on happychemicals.org, I have this email sequence where I talk about input, process, output. And that's kind of what this is. It's the code idea, the capture, organize, distill, and express. And I might even steal that because it's, it's so good to essentially codify this idea of input, process, output. Now, if we're inputting so much, we need to process... And then we need to output, which is essentially to express. And so we've got this artist generation that is almost compulsively doing it because that's just what needs to be done. They're taking in not only so much culture, but they're taking in all of the angst from the adults around them. They're taking in so much of the general tone of what's happening around them. There's just, there's so much. And the best way that you can handle so much information is to process it and then to express it, to expel it, to get it out of you and to create something new from it. So I do think that there is a natural point where we can only take so much in. And I think some depression comes from this. Some depression can come from taking in so much and not expressing it somehow. I've had a friend of mine who said that her daughter was creating a lot of dark art and she was like, should I be worried? I was like, I'd be worried if she wasn't making art. Being able to express yourself is healthy, no matter what comes out. That's why I'm such a big advocate of healthy thoughts and healthy feelings. Not healthy doesn't mean positive, but I mean like an expression. Just whatever comes out, holding space for thoughts and feelings. No matter what it is. No self-judgment, no judgment from others. Just getting it out there and processing it because you have to work through these thoughts and beliefs or through these feelings and motivations and intentions in order to 
move past them and get to whatever the next thing is. But if you're holding on to it and you're judging yourself and you're like, oh, this is awful, I shouldn't be thinking this, and you're just ruminating over and over again, like, that's worthless. You're just using extra brain power to hold on to these ruminating thoughts that are just not necessary. You don't need them. Put them somewhere. Express them. Get them out and move on to the next thing. So time is always flowing. Our brain is always flowing. We need to allow ourselves to keep moving in a cyclical cyclical, and then forward direction. Because life is not still. Every single thing in the universe is moving constantly. And that includes us and our experience. And the more that we try to cling to a present moment, or cling to a previous moment, I should say, and cling to something that maybe was previously existing, a lot of depression comes from that too, or anxiety, thinking about the future that hasn't arrived yet, that there is processing that helps to move our energy forward, because that is just where we are. We're here, and we're constantly moving, no matter what it is. I don't mean busyness by constantly moving, but I mean that uh, we're growing, we're evolving, we're changing. Not everything's ever going to stay the same the era that you're in, whether it's good or bad, helpful or unhelpful, is going to change. It's not going to be this way forever. And that's important for us to accept. And part of that processing, part of that expressing, is an acceptance process as well of what has happened, what is happening, and what may potentially come. So just wanted to express some of that. Hopefully that makes some sense. Uh, if you want to go to happychemicals.org, there are some courses. I've reinstated a couple of creativity courses because there are some things that Molly and I are probably going to work on as well. So one of the creativity courses is called Press Start on Your Creative Message. It is a essentially a course for when you're starting to move away from getting a job and starting to build your own business, especially a creative business. It's like, what are you creatively standing for? And it's also working through the drama triangle to the empowerment dynamic and identifying where your story is, in a sense. So go and check that out. And then I also have Spiral Dynamics and Creativity to talk about the different levels and what creativity and art looks like at each level as well. So feel free to go to check that out, happychemicals.org. There's also an email list. You can sign up. There's some free emails and articles and content in there as well. And if you're an INTP in the Myers-Briggs system, you can get a free ebook by signing up for that email list about... Uh, basically a, an extensive Q&A book. There was a time period that I did a bunch of um, <clears throat> Q&As on Quora, and then I put that all into one big book that I think is very helpful for INTPs. So you can go check that out, along with all the INTP courses and stuff at happychemicals.org. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here, and uh, I'll catch you next time. See ya. Join me, 48 Hours Correspondent Erin Moriarty, on my podcast, My Life of Crime, as I take on true crime investigations like no other. This season, I'm looking into the labyrinth of crime and secrets within families. I'm cutting straight to the evidence and talking to the people directly involved, including investigators and the families of victims. Listen to My Life of Crime with Erin Moriarty wherever you get your podcasts. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. 
All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Inspired by the life of the savvy and ambitious Colombian businesswoman Griselda Blanco comes a new Netflix original limited series. Griselda tells the story of a devoted mother who, with her lethal blend of charm and relentless savagery, creates one of the most powerful cartels in history. Witness Sofia Vergara's captivating transformation into the godmother of the underworld. Griselda, now streaming only on Netflix.